Hey guys, so before we get started, I just want to insert this little message or little ad. Um, so if you haven't heard about Anchor, it is the easiest way to make a podcast. First, it's free, and second, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your personal computer or your phone. And most importantly, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and so many more platforms. You can also make money from your podcast with no minimal listenership. So if you're interested, please go download a free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Thank you. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of a Chinese teen talking about Islam podcast. It's currently eleven thirty, um, and it's Sunday, November fourteenth. So technically, it's been two weeks already. And before we get started into the usual five minute recap section, I still want to clarify something. As you can see by the title, we're still going to talk about mental health and the holy book. I know I've already talked about this topic in my previous episodes. I don't know which episode was it, but you guys can go check check it out on your own. But still, I want to clarify that I'm currently working with a social justice project called Islam, um, Mental Health in Islam. It's an organization which is working towards ending the silence or the stigma about mental health in the holy book or within the Muslim communities. And if you're interested, I will link all the socials, all their socials down in the description box somewhere and you guys can go check it out on your own. So yeah, let's get started to the five minute recap section. I want to let you guys know that I am having a hard time to speak articulately because I was diagnosed with TMD disorder. It's something, the jaw pain, or some people say it's TMJ disorder, but still it's jaw pain and I can't open my mouth to some extent, especially when I'm speaking, when I'm laughing, when I'm eating, especially when I'm chewing something, it's really painful. But right now it's getting worse and I, yesterday morning when I woke up, I can't even, I can't even open my mouth, you know? I just, my mouth is just stuck there and it can't move. And it's so freaking terrifying. I was like, what, what is going on? And I just lay back there. I just lay down and wait for it to, I don't know, probably reconstruct itself and it works about like five minutes later. So I'm in a very weird position right now because I'm not sure what triggered this disorder exactly because my doctor said extreme stress will trigger this kind of pain and this kind of um, unhealthy structure in your jaw, in your knuckle. So I just thought that I could let you guys know um, about TMD and or TMG, TMJ disorder. So another thing that I would like to talk about is Discord. My Discord is not working. <laughs> I don't know why, but I just can't, like, I usually talk to people on Discord because Discord is one of my, like, very, very important social network networking tools. And I connect with all like people around the world on Discord and our mental health project is on Discord. But right now I can't even 
used a voice um, group chat group chat tool on Discord. I know what is going on, but if you have any idea, please contact me because um, I can't find any solution on their website or any like instruction page. The last thing that I would like to share is my process of decorating my room or hashtag my room makeover. This is part three because I've been trying to give my room a makeover since summer last year in 2020 and I've made a ton of progress to be honest. Um, I've got a lot of posters going on and a lot of structural designs that I made on my own and I'm very very proud of them. Um, because right now I have a very disorganized two parts on my wall. Uh, one part is all just consumed with posters that I got from my friends, vintage shops, or just from Pinterest websites. And the other part is all about my accessories, the things that I've collected over the years, like tourist guide guides and tourist uh, maps, or just the letters that I wrote when I was younger and those letters were sent to my older self. I don't know why I did that at that time, but at that time it was pretty cool. So I just, but since I've already read those letters, I'm just like, okay, I'm just gonna put them on the wall, whatever. And I've got some Polaroids on my wall and some pictures and it's just a lot of DIY stuff. And I've got also got a whiteboard. It's not technically a board. It's just a very soft paper. And I just put it on my wall so I can write something on it. And yeah, you can say it's a whiteboard or a white page. Because the texture is the same as a whiteboard. But it's more, it's softer. Yep. And I guess that's the five minute recap. If you follow my, any of my socials, you can... Have a look on my current room makeover and yeah let's get started in today's episode don't forget to check out mental health in islam and their um social justice projects um socials and websites i remember in the previous episodes when we talk about the relationship between the holy book and mental health as a topic as a whole and we talked about um, how Prophet Muhammad advised um, people or advised Muslims to treat themselves as mortal human beings who have emotions and that's why we often say that Islam actually value mental health and they also value your strength to keep your emotions and your feelings well organized but they always keep your emotions valid and your feelings valid. So basically, the next time if anyone tries to or attempts to weaponize your sadness or mental health and depict it as some sort of ungratefulness, please remember that the holy book has a lot to say about dealing with a specter of sadness. For instance, we are going to talk about how the Quran validates mental health. And there is still so much stigma around mental health and the Muslim community. But still, education is the first step to making progress. There are three myths about mental health, illness, and struggles that can be dispelled by a single verse in a Quran. And 
If it is translated into English, it is, and his eyes turned white out of the grief he suppressed. The first myth is a good Muslim does not suffer from depression, anxiety, or other mental health illnesses and struggles. And how are we going to debunk this myth? The verse that I just mentioned clearly shows us that the Prophet suffered a significant amount of grief over the loss of his son, Yusuf. So, uh, can anyone say that the Prophet was not a devout believer? No, of course not. And the second myth is that mental health illnesses are not a big deal, just get over it. Still, in that verse that we just talked about, Allah shows us how emotional pain can be so intense that it can even manifest itself physically. Prophet suffers what is today called somatization. His sadness is literally so intense that it causes his eyesight to be lost. No one would say losing your eyesight is not a big deal. Likewise, so much of our physical health is actually closely connected to our mental state is sometimes dictated by our emotional disposition. For example, heart disease, blood pressure, and so, so many more. The third myth is that therapy or talking about your problems are, is not valid and cannot help at all. The end of the verse, quote-unquote, so he was of those who suppress. Allah explains in part why prophet, Prophet's pain was so intense. Prophet had to swallow and suppress his pain. He had no one to speak to since he had strong suspicions that his sons had something to do with his dis Yusuf's disappearance. He had no one to speak to or complain to other than Allah. So he kept his grief suppressed from his family, which only made his pain worse and it lead to it leads to physical um it leads to him losing his eyesight. Basically it leads to something wrong with his physical well-being. Inversely, we can understand from this verse that by speaking to others, by opening up about our feelings and emotions and grief and any kind of negativity or negative feelings in general, we can relieve ourselves of some sort of the pain that we carry. Please note that I will also link resources or mental health resources like hotlines or just online counseling resources specifically for Muslim communities down in the description box. If you need anything, you can definitely contact me directly or just contact the resource hotlines that I provided. The second aspect that we can utilize to look at this topic is a very biological point of view. Um, from a very scientific point of view instead of just pure counseling point of view. Over a thousand years before Western psychology was even constructed and built, the psychological language of the Quran described destructive emotions and harmful conditioning as the commending self. The Quran gives guidance to help overcome the inner turmoil um, that we cannot experience caused by this commending self and bring the peaceful self into being. So basically this kind of psychology or the science of the commanding self is the philosophical study of the psyche and the, or the mind from an Islamic perspective, which addresses psychology, neuroscience, philosophy of mind, psychiatry, and many more. Due to the multi-dimensional use of words in the Arabic language, it is actually very difficult to translate into one specific word. But the word nafs, um, this is like relatively new concept to many of you, but like I said, the commending self actually has an Arabic term called nafs al-amara. 
so we'll, we'll just use the term nafs. The word nafs lexically refers to our soul, the psych, heart, or mind. Nafs is used to indicate our own self or used as a synonym of libido. The second way nafs has been used in Akiran is to refer to a specific part of ourself that has desires, appetites, and more. The Islamic concept of nafs or the commanding self or our soul highlights the intricate and complex composition of the inner self. Oh shoot, by the way, I forgot to mention one of the most prominent psychologists on this planet, um, Freud. So Freud has this concept of libido. Just like I mentioned before, if you listen carefully enough, I talked about libido. Um, so moreover, Freud in the early 1900 described similar states as ego or superego. So according to Western psychology, nafs or the commanding self or our own soul highlights the complex composition of the inner self and our feelings and if this all this translated if this is translated into western psychology basically it's called ego super ego the curon describes nafs or self as operating out of one of three states commanding self accusatory self and peaceful self the book explains how these states commend our psyche and tell us what to do. They're, they control us and dominate us. If we have nafs, um, el amera, the commanding self, it means we're subjugated by the self. We listen and follow its command. This stage describes the part of us that requires material possessions and sensual desires. With the accusatory self, we are conscious of our own imperfections and inspired by our hearts, we see the results of our actions and our weaknesses and aspire for per perfection. Finally, the peaceful self implies contentment and peace, obviously. There are no immoral desires. This is the idea, ideal state of eagle. There is tranquility and internal peace. When our emotional needs are being poorly met, the nafs el amara. Amara, sorry, begins to control our feelings. The commending self begins to take control. Thoughts, our thoughts, and including our thoughts and behaviors. The Kiran provides guidance to learn and practice relaxation exercises to weaken the influence of the nafs al Amara, the commanding self. When it is in control, our thoughts are distorted, leading us to take things personally, to see everything in a negative perspective, in a negative light, and believe that things cannot be changed for the better. And probably believe that everyone is attacking us when our conscious the nafs um the ac accusatory self is active we become aware that something is wrong with the way we're feeling and behaving we can then learn to change negative thinking leading us to our nafs um the peaceful self so the kiron uses a technique called alif lam min for strengthening the the peaceful self and help bring about a more peaceful state of being. Mindfulness is a modern concept which emphasizes a mental state of awareness, focus, and happiness. Mindfulness is a way in which we can become more aware of ourselves, our thoughts, and our feelings and act in a way which is mindful of ourselves, which is self-aware and others despite our super ego and desires. But still, these are just a few points and examples to show how the book highlights the importance of psychological well-being. And as I mentioned, we also compared the Islamic concept of psychology with modern concept of, of psychology or Western psychology with an example of Freud.
So um, if we as a society are to move forward and remove the stigma associated with mental health, the first thing we should do is not emphasize unjustified prejudices and put more hate into the world. We should all push for the same common goal for love and humility in a place where people can live free from fear and from stereotypes and hatred. One thing that I would like to add on the like three states of ego, um, the main principle of cognitive cognitive behavioral therapy. It's um, the acronym is CBT. You can check it out. CBT explores the link between thoughts, emotions, and behavior, which aims to alleviate the stress by encouraging people to develop more adaptive cognitions and behaviors. This is really interesting. Personally, um, I feel like this is very, very interesting because it is talking about the links or the connections between your, your thoughts, emotions, and behavior. This usually focuses on one um, state of ego. For example, if we're talking specifically about the commanding self, the Navs El Amera, we can still talk about CBT, how this kind of state, your ego state, um, changes when the links between your thoughts, emotions, and behavior changes. CBT is the most widely researched and empirically supported psychotherapeutic method, there is a strong evidence base that it is reflected in clinical guidelines which recommend CBT as a treatment for many common mental health disorders. CBT ultimately aims to teach people to help themselves by understanding their current ways of thinking and behaving and by equipping them with the tools to change their maladaptive cognitive and behavioral patterns or as the Huron says, to challenge negative thinking or being a br and bring serenity. So, like I said, I was very interested in CBT as a the psychological term and a psychological tool or method to alleviate your um, mental distresses. So, I did additional research on cognitive behavioral therapy, and it is a short-term form for behavioral treatment. It helps people problem-solve. It also reveals the relationship between your beliefs, your behaviors, your thoughts and feelings. Um, through CBT, people can learn their perceptions directly. Um, wait, through CBT, people can learn about their perceptions directly and how their perceptions and their feelings influence how they respond to certain incidents and situations. In other words, a person's thought process informs their behaviors and actions. Oh, this makes sense. So CBT is not a distinct treatment technique. Instead, it is a general term which refers to a group or therapies, um, a group of therapies. These therapies have certain similarities in the therapeutic methodology. Um, the group includes rational emotive behavioral therapy, cognitive therapy, and dialectical behavioral therapy. So in this case, I will just give you a short example. If a person, for example, let's say a person with anxiety may believe that Everything will turn out badly today. These negative thoughts may influence their focus and those thoughts will distract them from their work or anything that they're currently focusing on. They may then only perceive negative things to happen. Meanwhile, they may block out or avoid thoughts or actions that could disprove the negative belief system. So it's a cycle and it's an unhealthy cycle. Afterward, when nothing appears to go right in the day, the person may feel even more anxious than before because this person's experiences um, prove that 
the formal belief everything will turn out badly today is correct. The negative belief system may get, may get stronger. The person is at risk of being trapped in a vicious, continuous cycle of negativity and anxiety. And common cognitive errors and their associated dysfunctional assumptions include, first, self-references, selective abstraction, and overgeneralizing. For example, if something is true in one setting, it is true in every setting. And third, excessive responsibility. For instance, I'm responsible for every failure and every bad thing that happens to me. And the last one is um, very extremely negative um, worldview and form of thinking, viewing the world in extremes, black or white, with nothing in between. And here are some CBT techniques that you may find helpful. Journaling, of course, it's very popular and um, widely accepted as a very great technique, but personally, I don't think this is that helpful as people always believe assume it would be. Um, and second is challenging beliefs. This is definitely helpful because when you are having this kind of anxiety attack, you should challenge your beliefs and it will actually help because you're giving yourself extra space to think outside the box and question your um, initial belief. And the third one is relaxation, of course, and the last one is social, physical, and thinking exercises. This may help because um, it helps people become aware of their emotional and behavioral patterns. Thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode. And like I said in the very beginning, don't forget to check out Mental Health in Islam Social Justice Project and they have some very great resources and if you have any questions you can definitely go reach out to them and I believe they'll be very happy to help you guys. And yeah, I'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye!